Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. I hope you're having a great day. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi a great place to live, work, and play. And like we've done the last several days, we're focused now on uh, responding to the coronavirus situation. Uh, and I want to thank you for hanging in there with us the last couple of days as we worked through the technical issues of, of doing this show remote, uh, remotely. It's, a, it's quite a challenge, but we think we've worked through those and that you can enjoy listening now without the, without the possibility of there being some kind of a gap uh, with video and sound. So we're, I think we're on the right track now. I want to remind you to continue to focus on uh, social distancing and working to protect your family. And remember that the one thing you can't, forget is that one weak link in your family chain could put your family at risk. So pay a lot of attention to this. This is, this is very real. And, uh, you know, pay attention to the news, find the news source you, you trust and pay attention to them. They'll give you a lot of guidance, but, uh, we're, this is an, this is something we're experiencing around the world. Uh, yesterday we talked to James O'Byrne, who is the, um, um, the, uh, a former writer from New Orleans who now lives in France. He's a Pulitzer Prize winning writer and he travels Europe writing about travel. Very, a very sophisticated writer. And he shared with us how his life has changed since, uh, the coronavirus outbreak in, um, in Europe. So if you haven't, you didn't hear that or haven't seen it, go to the Super Talk Gulf Coast, uh, Facebook page and take a look at that video. I think you'll be glad you did. It's a great perspective for someone who did live in New Orleans and now lives in France. Uh, today we have uh, my friend Adele Lyons, who's the chief executive officer for the Mississippi Gulf Coast Chamber. We did a uh, Coast View session with Adele just back in uh, February the, sec- uh, the 10th, and uh, I don't think she or I thought that we would be back together again in such a short period of time to talk about uh, responding to another disaster. Anyway, g- g- good morning, Adele, and thank you for joining us. Hey, Ricky. Good morning. So, uh, look, I know that I've been following closely. We've had uh, Milton Segarra on. We've had Al Hopkins on. We've had um, uh, Ashley Edwards on, who gave us a really good overview of the kind of conversations that are taking place in the, the nonprofit and other leadership um, organizations to work together to, to sort of devise a framework. So it's, it's not just about you know, thinking about where we go from here when we get on the other side of this, but it's about sort of assessing the situation as it is now. And I know the chamber has been in the middle of a lot of conversations, meeting the needs of local businesses, answering tons of questions. But before we get into specifics of the things that you're hearing, kind of what's the status these days at the Mississippi Gulf Coast Chamber? Well, um, for the most part, working remotely like everybody else, um, learning to use Zoom and other video conferencing uh, opportunities so that we can talk. We're having a meeting of our team every morning just to touch base and uh, really ha- taking some time now that we can really strategize for the future. Sort of last week and these past couple of days have been just responding to the crisis and um, moving fast, changing fast. Um, but now today I felt like our tone changed a bit about where we can kind of just breathe for a second and and think strategically how we're moving forward 
um, for my team. So uh, and for our members, of course. So let's uh, let's we'll come back to kind of what it looks like on the other side of this. But what kind of questions are you getting? From your members, I know your phone must be ringing out the hook. There must be a lot of people needing to know answers to questions. Everything from how do I deal with my employees to make them safe to how does the small business administration help us through this difficult time? So why don't you kind of take us through the kind of things you're listening to? Yeah. So so. What we really jumped on last week was, first of all, sending a survey and setting up a survey out to our members to say, what do you need? And I think those needs have changed. So we're continuing with that survey. We're really pushing it out hard now um, to people because we think what weather needs last week um, was supplies and what to do with my family and how do I work from home and that kind of stuff has sort of changed, especially with the various um, legislations and government programs that have now passed or in place. So we are hearing from some folks about SBA loans. Um, you know, there was a little bit of a gap there where the governor had asked for the declaration, but it took several days for SBA to actually make that declaration. So we got some calls then from people saying, hey, I'm going on to do this like you told me to. And um, but we're not Mississippi's not showing up on these forms. I can't do this. So that, of course, got taken care of last Friday afternoon and people are moving forward. There's still some questions there, and we're working to put together um, some information that we can share out about how to fill out those forms correctly. Um, there were some questions, because they do ask dates on that form, about the impact time. When did it start? When did it end? Well, of course, nobody knows what that end date is. And people mm-hmm. felt like, oh, do I need to wait to fill out my forms until we get to some endpoint or that they felt like was an endpoint for them? Uh, but that's not the case. They need to go ahead and file those and, and start filling those out and getting them in. Um, we're getting some questions also about the Family Medical Leave Act and the changes that were made uh, to that about unpaid medical leave, paid medical leave, uh, these tax credits, and when can I get paid on that? We hear now that's quarterly. So, again, we're trying to line up some experts who can present on that. And then finally, the stimulus package that passed. The, five, the third phase of the stimulus package that passed early this morning, um, we really haven't received a bunch of calls on that yet because I don't think people even know what to ask on that yet. And so we're touching base there to try to figure out what, you know, what, what's all included in there. What does that mean for the small business community? You know, the chamber is in such a great position to be able to provide. Uh, not only the kind of information you're talking about, but as we begin to understand better what, this, what the package includes, you can begin to sort of give that back to your members in a way that they can understand it and see what's relevant to them and be able to act on it in very certain ways. But I'm curious, I bet you're here, you know, if you think about this, the, the small, small businesses, medium business are the backbone of our economy. And, you know, there may have been businesses that were doing extraordinarily well before this happened, and they're still they, you know, when you turn the, the the siphon off suddenly, and you're not you're not priming that pump, it's it's incredibly concerning. There might have been other businesses that were that might have been struggling at that point, so it makes their situation even worse. So I bet you, you know, you find yourself just talking to people, help helping them, you know, sort of remain calm to the extent that you can, and um, and you sort of you know just providing some feedback for them about you know we're going to get through this. But how often are you hearing those kind of conversations? 
Well, it's interesting because I've been doing a video every day and just five or six points. It started out really with who was doing takeout and curbside, and we're finding that's pretty much the norm now, uh, to who had products and services, um, that kind of stuff. And so people seem to really like to hear directly from somebody instead of just reading in an email or getting in an update. So um, we've heard from a lot of members. They really appreciated that effort, um, and, and so they're – really communicating back to us via those comments and then giving us some other things that they're looking for. Um, some of them we also try to throw in there are the feel-good things because we do feel like, and we hear from people, that sort of calms them down. But so we had a member um, in Long Beach that donated fabric and elastic to some of the ladies in Long Beach, that like a little sewing club that are making the surgical-type masks. So that was just a feel-good story from one of our members and something they did. Um, we had another one also that I just reported on today, exclusive dining and catering in downtown Biloxi. Um, they did like a drawing. They distributed tickets and 50 people won some toilet paper, a loaf of bread, and some eggs. And they're in downtown Biloxi on Main Street with a lot of, um, in a low-income neighborhood that was really welcomed by their neighbors. So it's kind of passed that on as well so that people do continue to have, um, you know, some level of hope in um, you know, you feel good about humanity, that people are helping each other out. That seems to be um, as much needed as just the general information about SBA and those kind of things. You know, one of the things we got to see firsthand after Katrina is that people stepped up in ways you would have never expected them to, and we saw so many amazing stars. Um, you're, you're seeing that now, aren't you? Just people just just. Uh, watching what's happening on the restaurant side has been interesting because you've got um, a, a pretty decently coordinated effort to make people aware of the restaurants that are that are doing the curbside. You know, tell us what you're learning about that. Well, we started out asking our members who was doing that, gathering information, doing Facebook posts, and then compiling our own list. Then we got a call from Coastal Mississippi who said, "Can you share that list with us?" And we sent that on to them. And most of what we had were our members. And, of course, not all people are members of the chamber, so we didn't have a full list. Coastal Mississippi could then take that and build on it and fill in. And so now that's really a list they own that they share with everybody. And as taking that off our plate, um, we certainly are still gathering information and keeping information, but they could do it. Um, you know, they're a six-county agency, so they have a real yeah. comprehensive list. And that made more sense. And so when we so can talk, about you can do that. Adele, let's come back um, after the break and let's have a conversation. Let's take that a little bit further because I'm interested in how people can know about that list. So we'll be back after this break. A Super Talk Mississippi media production. 